0: This episode is sponsored by the Tourism Board of Cassidy, Kansas. The winter is here and it's time to start planning that summer trip. How will you keep your kids and wife happy? Cassidy. With another trip to the Florida beaches, how much sunscreen can a man afford? Historical Williamsburg, Virginia again? Cassidy. Your kids hate those Civil War reenactments and you are sick of acting like you enjoy them. It's time you invest your vacation money into a real destination,
1: Cassiday.
0: Did I hear Cassiday? That's right. Cassiday, Kansas, is located in Butler County, a sprawling city inside point three nine square miles, one square kilometer, and with a population of a hundred and twenty nine, you can meet everybody, everyone. Visit the Cassiday Historical M- Museum and the Kitschy Cassiday Antique Store, and be sure to book your trip. So it lands on the first Sunday of the month to experience the Cassidy Bikers Run. Bikers. A wonderful gathering of up to 5,000 motorcycle enthusiasts, increasing the town's population by 3,800%. A fun event where you can partake in good food and Judas Priest.
1: Judas Priest. Business Traveler Magazine rated the Midwest by value, in Wichita came out as the top value in the Midwest followed by a close second Topeka, Kansas. Well, then you'll definitely appreciate even more value coming to Cassidy because it is located right in between the two. In fact, it's on the hypotenuse of the Steak Eating is Triangle in South Central Kansas.
0: Steak Eating is Triangle.
1: Topeka down to Wichita and up to Abilene. Visit Cassidy, Kansas, the prairie chicken
0: capital of the world. That's right. When you think prairie chicken, you think... Cassaday. The prairie chicken is one of the uh, is on the Audubon Society's list of most elusive birds to spot,
1: hard to spot.
0: Most people have never seen one. In Cassaday, it's what's for dinner. Cassaday is proud of the prairie chicken title as it has drawn in dozens of people for decades.
1: So this summer, be the family hero and book a trip to Cassaday, Kansas. This has been a message from the Cassaday Tourism Board.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Road Soda. I'm Isaiah Cooper. With me is Greg McGinnis. Nice to have you with us. Of course, as always, thank you for cracking that Road Soda first thing Monday morning and tuning in and having a listen to your favorite entertainment podcast duo. If you have ever had anything you want to send into to us, you have a video, a suggestion of what to talk about, maybe something for our Millennial Book Club, feel free to reach out to us through email our email is road soda mail at gmail.com. Again, that is roadsodamail at gmail.com. Also, you can follow us on, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Road Soda Podcast. Did you know that, Greg? I did. I thought road. you were going to
1: list the other ones. I believe we just opened up an account on Transsexual Journal.
0: And uh, our biggest one, MySpace. So we have our <laughs> biggest following there. Um, I, I feel like, I feel
1: like we've done 65 episodes. Is this number sixty-six? Sixty-six. You know what it sounds a lot like? What? Fifty-six. Very similar. I have a feeling fifty-six is going to be within the grasp of this for many, many to come. You know that's how that. You know that's how this
0: started. It's now been ten episodes where we have been discussing the significance of the number since fifty-six. It's a big episode. It's a big episode.
1: I really liked it. So, uh, what does sixty-six mean to you, Greg? Uh, I hear 66 First thing I think of Is Route 66 Rolling Stone song And historic chunk Of the national highway system
0: Yeah And it was a, a show An old show Back in the day Called Route 66 Wasn't it? Was it? It might have been It was like a really Really popular show It was about a couple guys Just cruising down Route 66 And it was all their Fantastical things any time I've ever pitched it that
1: How old are we talking? Is that like 50s? Might have
0: been black and white 50s, 60s Like when okay. there was like A T V show And Johnny Carson Right. It's either this
1: or nothing. I okay. guess we'll watch this.
0: I guess we're watching this now. You love it. They got a 12 share. You love it because you don't have a choice. <laughs> Anytime I've pitched that show that I told you about, uh, and I think I've talked about it on the last podcast, The uh, Road to Hawaii. Yes. Anytime I've talked to somebody about that show, they've always been like, you should look at Route 66. Look up Route 66. So it must it's be just a show. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I know that. It is. I mean, I've looked it up. Oh, well, you have looked it up. Yeah. Oh, right. I know it exists awesome. the song by the Stones is a pretty good song you know well, there's another song by Lil Yachty
1: just called 66 not as good as the Rolling Stones Route 66 have you listened to it? Uh, I don't want to insult Lil Yachty because we, we we've engaged in uh, electronic communication so what I will say is this I really enjoy the Rolling Stones Route 66
0: <laughs> okay but uh, Lil Yachty's is okay?
1: Little Yadis is also involved with the number 66. <laughs> How about another guy that was involved with the number 66? A real badass from the undefeated Miami Dolphin team in 1972 and a talking head in football, the world of football for many, many years, Nick Bonacotti. You know that name by any chance? Fuck no, dude. Why would I know? You, you've you seen him, though. He's big enough that, like, everybody. I think I've
0: seen his face on, like, a Wayne yeah, box or a Gatorade of... commercial.
1: No, nothing's like what that.
0: Was it, like, a, a big lawsuit where he beat his wife? Which one? <laughs> you wish. Those are all the ways. <laughs> They'll football. never take
1: Pondocotti down. You recognize that
0: guy. I don't. That's just another white guy with gray hair. He's like a Bob Euchre. Like, oh, a Bob Euchre. Now you're stuff. ringing
1: bells. You really <laughs> don't know who Bob Euchre is? No. Did you ever see the movie Major League?
0: Uh, no. Is really? that. Wait, wait. Major League is with, uh, fucking Blood of the Tiger guy, Charlie Sheen. Yes, right. ha! See, I schooled you on that. Did one. Did you see it? No, that's a or great the Brewery. second one. Wait, I saw the second one.
1: Bob Uecker was a terribly bad, super short-lived Major League player. He played like 20 games or something. And then but, he was a better football player. No, he was a he was the voice of the Milwaukee Brewers for like ever. And he was very colorful as the color analyst. He was, the, was the color commentator? For yes. That? Okay. On the radio, I think in Milwaukee. But then he just became this presence. He was the dad uh, of not in Alf, but in oh, so he's an actor too. Well, he's on television and they're filming it and putting it on during TV shows. But I certainly would not go so far. He's just playing as describe Bob Euchre as a fucking actor. He's AD just State. doing what he's doing. <laughs> He was a dad, though. He was a TV dad on a show, and it was very funny. Just because it was like, what the fuck? Bob Euchre is not. Uh, there was another football player, that, uh, another football player that was Webster's dad. Webster, you remember Webster? No. His dad was Alex Carris, who was actually a really good football player. Uh, but Bob Eucher was the dad on a show, and I was just br- saying Nick Bonacotti also is a big enough uh, celebrity that he kind of crossed over into pop culture. And so he... which
0: one is has to do with sixty six? But Nick Bernicotti was I'm number Nick.
1: 66 for the No Names oh, right, Dolphins right. defense. And then uh, just because he was a killer, I got to say also, Ray Nitschke, who is another guy you probably have seen. He's a defender from yesterday. What do you mean I probably have seen? I haven't seen any of the guys thus far. But he's so iconic. Oh, really? Yeah, because Ray Nitschke was like that badass. If you see that dude, you're like, he was fucking iconic a within game. the world of like. It was not a game to Ray Nitschke. He
0: really did want to cripple Within people. the realm of people, it, within like. You yeah, know the X Y generation that live, in, generation. America. That live uh, in America, coming, coming out of uh, Salem, Massachusetts, <laughs> white
1: Caucasian male. Well, my brother's not into football, so I'm not talking about him. But everyone else, think, <laughs> everyone that else. Jeff but at least he knows the face. No, Ray Nitschke. If you saw a picture of Ray Nitschke, you'd go, "Oh yeah."
0: Nick Bonacotti okay. was 85. I think you're jumping the gun on this number. All right. So well, thank uh, you
1: very much, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Why does it say 66? On what team,
0: though? Because that was he was 85 on the the Dolphins. Nicholas Anthony Bonacani is a former. That's
1: the guy. I don't know why it's saying he was number sixty-six. Because he was
0: on him. Mean, he was on the Patriots. Maybe he was on the Patriots. He is in the Hall of Fame. He might have made it on the Hall of Fame in the Patriots, where he was sixty-six.
1: Bam. He was. There's a picture of him in the As Patriots, a, in eighty-five.
0: And also in eighty-five. So what is this six? Maybe he's listed number sixty-six on that list. So what numbers? <laughs> so in the sixties, what position in football is that?
1: Uh, he was a linebacker. You won't, a, you won't, a, you won't no, find linebackers in the '60s. Usually in the '50s. Well, when did they start doing that? Clearly after the '70s. Oh, think I think so? Nick Bonacotti was probably done playing by like late. Well, you're 70s. still
0: attached to the fact that he was number 66, even though we're looking at pictures where he is number 85. Is that the? Is, was oh, he the
1: 66th guy to go into the Hall of Fame? That's what I'm. A,
0: that's what I'm asking. Is
1: it uh, who's? So no, it can't be because they also said
0: Nitschke and these other guys. So the numbers. <laughs> So that wait, so the so the player number in the '80s—that's linebacker.
1: No '50s, '50s. Yeah, but they so must what, have
0: done that after. somewhere
1: after Nick Bonacotti at least started. <laughs> so maybe. what
0: would the um, '60s be? What
1: '60s would be interior linemen again. Like nowadays, it would only be guards probably. Okay, like the guys right on each side of the center that block for the quarterback. Okay, so because usually the center is 50, and then the guards are '60s and the tackles are '70s on the other side. All the guys in the defense are usually in the 90s. You could be in the 70s. Why not the 80s? I don't know. Usually those guys are in the 90s. Like when you're looking at every team in the NFL, those big dudes with their hands down going after the quarterback, it's like 90, 92, 95, 98. Those
0: mountain men.
1: Yeah, like at some point they'll get so large, they'll get up to like 400 pounds, and the jersey will be bigger, and they'll be like, those guys are like the only ones that have three digits. I think they wear smaller jerseys to accentuate for fear. I think those jerseys are this, the right size on a Monday but maybe by the following Sunday after the somebody, family
0: meal and these
1: dude eat like 10 or 12 thousand calories a day do you know how hard that is but if you're out there practicing like four, that's it's, like in the heat of the season
0: it's still real difficult it's yeah. still very difficult to eat that many calories. Even when you're burning it all and you're active every day, it's, it's really hard. Which you're hard.
1: totally not. You're not burning 10,000 calories. I don't know. Well, they're Well, You could swim the English Channel. That's only going to burn like 2,500 calories. Exactly. Well, that's what they're doing there. at <laughs> <And> only 20. <laughs> <laughs> that's why these guys, and it's. I'm laughing. It's kind of sad, though, that those big interior linemen are, are taught and, and have to uh, artificially keep their weight like 20, 30, 40, maybe 50 pounds over. Where it should be. Right. So not only are
0: they replenishing, but they're having to add on to it. So that's where, like, 6,000 calories, they would probably start losing weight. Right. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, what do they really do? Like, run hard for, like,
1: 10 seconds at a time? Yeah, but they, you know, the practice is probably a lot of work. It's probably, like, a lot of cardio. Oh, now we're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. That's where most okay. of the calories are getting burned in the games. fucking play, like, 80 plays, and if you're a specialist, you play, like, 28 plays. Mm-hmm. Your and then they, go, the only so, then they literally give them barbecued ribs in between plays. Just, <laughs> why is it barbecue ribs, Greg? Because I have Kansas on my mind for some reason. I'm thinking about planning a trip, and I'm just thinking about those ribs. And I don't want to pay a lot. I want to be kind of off to my own, and so they get those ribs.
0: Ribs, can, yeah, because Cass, Cassidy, Kansas does have like This episode is brought to you by Cassiday, Kansas. That's right. You take Thank, a visit. You very much, Thank you very much, Cassiday. Thank you very much. So, 66... Uh, There you have it, everybody. Those, that's your, your uh, number 66 for you. What
1: do we got for news, Greg? Um, I got a news story. It was pretty uh, crazy. It was a lady that... What did she do? She killed herself. Holy shit, She I... was probably on the brink of killing herself anyway, but this is what happened. A guy, this is a Florida story. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The, a on. guy was pulling into his parking spot... Well, no, I'm sorry. He was fixing, he was in a, an apartment building where everyone has, you know, parking space right next to each other. And this guy was doing something, changing his tire, doing some type of work on his car in the spot. And a lady came out and yelled at him, this is not a garage. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't want to be looking at you with your hood up, you son of a bitch. And they got into an argument. She hit him in the face, this old lady. She's 60. Okay. Or late fifties, and this is like a dude in his twenties. who's like, I'm just out there trying to getting t- ready to change my oil right. or something. She, she hit her, him in the
0: face with a tire iron.
1: Hit him in the face? No, hit him in the face. Like she punched him. Clu- yeah, but he he was able to move, and she ended up hit him in the neck. So what does he do? Instead of beating a six year old lady's ass, which you can't do, he called nine one one. Right, but he probably should have. She was <laughs> she went into her house. Yeah, he clearly should have at this point because she was sitting there. She had a revolver. <laughs> She took it out and she pointed it at the deputies. Mm-hmm. And this this dude was basically convinced if he just went back to dicking around with his car and told her to get out of there, he'd probably get shot. Because what happened is after the cops show up, she locked herself in the house, was unresponsive to them. They is it busted, the house
0: or is it the apartment complex? I'm sorry, the apartment. Because if we're talking houses, the guy had a garage.
1: <laughs> no, this is an apartment complex. So she's in 2B and he's in 2D or whatever. I'm sure they must have had some history unless this was totally out of nowhere. He always had his music too loud and her cats stunk. Well, no. She ended up shooting herself. Jesus. Five hours later the SWAT team finally busted into her condo. She was found deceased in the bed. She had shot herself in the head. Said Sheriff Dr. Sue Scaltieri. Wow. A
0: sheriff doctor.
1: I was just saying that because he rhymed How do you get your doctorate
0: and (laughs) sheriff I understand what this is. This is a the more of the story is own a house not an apartment right
1: well yeah or don't mess around with your car leave with the professionals your life is at stake yeah is what I or someone that.
0: else's life is at stake is your tire worth the life of the old lady next door Pro- probably
1: not probably not
0: right <laughs> probably. right I just wanted to see what you I just I was nah. just gauging what you were going to say man so that isn't yeah you're right what you said at the beginning was she was probably already contemplating it's not like if, if that was the event then set her off you know she and was for
1: standing at the open door. We have suicide probably for months mm-hmm. until she decided to take a step. Just waiting for a good reason.
0: Yeah, you know she had she had got a couple couple answers wrong on the Prices Right, but maybe
1: she didn't even take the step through the door. Like, maybe the world just got shaky for a second, and she had to put one foot in there for a little stability. Just next mm. thing you know, she's in the suicide room. What are you yeah. going to do? It happens.
0: Yeah. like her I, like her Parkinson's kicked in, and she accidentally like, pulled the trigger. Is what you are saying? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs>
1: I would it's say really, at a later point, it would have been possible for Parkinson's to kick in, right? Maybe she was just sitting there whispering about this guy, and then that should... probably has happened. I wonder how much well, threatened suicides think... happen to turn into real suicides to people with Parkinson's just due to a Parkinson accidental flare-up, right. whatever you call
0: it. Whoops. <laughs> now let's cut to our... Like, but yeah, let's cut to our biggest whoops moments of the <laughs> Do you think that
1: um, that would actually ha- make a great show. You just put that image in my mind of like oh, yeah? America's Funniest Home Videos, but it's not it's like America's most tragic home videos. It's got to come just on. Catching people accidentally killing themselves in all kinds of horrific ways.
0: And it would do great for America's Funniest Home Videos ratings cuz we'll put it on beforehand. And we'll really just
1: bum everyone out. And, and by so, relatively, it'll be way funnier. Yeah, the, the sight of a cat
0: with a headnet stuck in a tissue box is really going to kill them. You
1: basically just watch Bob Saget for forty minutes with your hands crossed, going, "I hope nobody dies. I hope nobody dies. Please, you see that? <laughs> this is <kitten>? the best episode <laughs> ever. Zero
0: deaths. <laughs> zero deaths. I, who do you think came up with the the connecting the dots that it was this guy's fault? Do you think it was like the police? Well, clearly, son. Or do you think it was
1: the reporters? That They're not of... saying it was the guy's fault. Right. They're totally saying that this lady was... Pretty... Like, they
0: could totally put this story out as a lady committed suicide. They can leave
1: out where... Why even bring him in, right? Why even bring him in? Two years ago, she was overcharged by her dry cleaner. Also committed suicide today. So we're not we're saying... We're not even going to address we're the not... potential... <laughs> we didn't say that. We didn't connect those dots. But Who said she was a total whore? Bob, did you say that? I didn't say anything like that. Let's continue. We only had one minute on this lady. We're mentioning maybe that when she was convicted of shoplifting in 1986, I was there. My aunt saw her also. And you know what? We're just going to... You know, one thing leads to another, but we're not...
0: You know, that's just... That's not our place to connect those dots.
1: Because the sheriff's department is there to solve mysteries, not... Add them by spicing up. <laughs> spicing it up.
0: Uh, They're like, "What was it's... the event that happened just before this?" This guy's like, "I don't know what happened. I was changing my tire, and she punched me in the face." And he's like, "It's your fault, buddy." Jesus, here we go. So we got, I got some other other uh, interesting news. Um, <laughs> this is this is uh, pretty funny. I had a, I want to read the the actual no no. no. I want to read the actual headline of the of the article thinking new mexico is another country marriage bureau clerk asks new mexican man for passport so this guy uh i think i don't remember what state he w- he was in when this happened oh my god oh jesus these uh sometimes when you're on these news websites they try to send you somewhere else to buy something um Let's see where they were in the uh, district. You mean of, they're not just trying
1: to give me the news just out of the goodness of their surprisingly, heart? Surprisingly, no. They're trying to advertise this shit. I'm I, sorry, know, I
0: know I'm blowing your mind with this, but uh, he was in the District of Columbia courts, like marriage bureau, him and his fiance. And he's like, I'd like to uh, get a marriage license and get married. And the guy's like, let me see your license. And he handed him a New Mexican license. And the guy's like, no, no, no. Let me see some valid American identification. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he didn't have that accent, or he
1: would know. To be fair, it is very simple to get a driver's license,
0: but it's new. He didn't. He said that because he didn't know New Mexico was a state. He looked at the like, "This is a Mexican driver's license, boy." Do you think what, bro, you that's stupid? what happened? Yes, that's- <laughs>
1: that's that's awesome. that is
0: what this article is about. That's awesome. This is what the article is about, and it's very funny to me because uh, the guy was actually like a, a chairperson in new mexico and ran for some uh ran for some seat in new mexico he was like almost he was like a politician in a way
1: like or or a big mover within new mexico isn't
0: that funny and the guy's like and per, here's here's i lived in new mexico for a period of time
1: i thought the whole thing was the guy obviously i think everyone was thinking that was that it was a a racial thing where he's like no you can you have a new mexican driver's on I want to see like a passport and see if you're. No, no, no. It was that he. That guy he's, is an idiot. Is an idiot.
0: He made it all the way to the top, never knowing that New Mexico was a fucking state. What's between Texas and Arizona? Shit, I don't know. Texas? What, are you stupid? <laughs> I I I lived in New Mexico for but a so while. Wait,
1: but they're in New Mexico. Wait, no. Where? He was in the. He was in DC. He was in DC for it. All right. I mean, you know, not everyone knows that there's a New Mexico. No, still... I'm not talking about the guy who was in New Mexico. This place ain't real.
0: <laughs> I've been working there for three months. I don't know what the fuck's going on.
1: You know, I blacked out and I woke up sitting Every here. day, people bring in this crazy shit.
0: So, I, uh, yeah, I, I lived in New Mexico for a while. And since I've moved growing up, uh, you know, it, it happened in elementary school. I thought it was an elementary school thing. I thought it was just stupid kids and in middle school, I thought it was dummies in high school, but now I've realized it's just a very common thing. Whenever I tell people that I've lived in New Mexico, a very quick follow-up question most of the time is, oh, you speak Spanish. <laughs> uh, no more than you do living in Florida. But, you um, know, yeah. No, yeah. Cause I'm not, and then I have to say, no, no, it's a state. New Mexico. New Dude, Mexico. With that
1: question, though, I, f- I wonder if, because I feel like there's a lot more bilingualism in the Southwest. Like... Arizona, no more than Florida.
0: I think Florida, population wise, is the same, same thing. It's very, very heavily like, especially people in Florida asking, "You speak Spanish?" It's like, bro, there's more Spanish people, Spanish speaking people in the state of Florida than New Mexico. Than the population of New Mexico. It's not a huge place.
1: In Sarasota, probably. I probably. I don't think yeah. There's not many people in it's New Mexico. There's not a lot of
0: people in New Mexico. It's a lot of uh, nuclear test sites. And um, potash mines and millions hunting.
1: of miles of chain link fence and "keep out." Mostly, mostly uh,
0: converted RVs into meth labs. I've seen a documentary on that. Mm-hmm. They're out there. I've seen a very good documentary on that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's my news. Do you have uh, Do you have anything else? Because any news? what else What
1: else you got? You got I
0: had so so uh, I was telling you before the show started that um, scrolling through, trying to look for, I didn't see a lot of. Super enticing, interesting stuff. There was one thing uh, briefly mentioned. There was a undercover cop that got beat by another cop, got the shit beat out of him. That was pretty interesting. But uh, I really, before the show, before you got here, I was talking to my father, and somehow he was watching Transformers. So he t- started talking about Shia LaBeouf, and there was a very interesting shit that happened. It's always happening with him. People are always trying to fuck with him because he takes himself too seriously. He's a child actor who doesn't get reality. That's basically um, what it is. Yeah. Right. And, and because of that, he doesn't take himself seriously. So people fuck with him.
1: Didn't he do like a performance art thing where he went to the... What was the deal with that? So,
0: so I, yeah, I'll start with just telling that story.
1: Because that's not this. You, you, this that was is a while different. ago. This is,
0: no, this... Yeah, this was a while ago. This yeah. was like a year ago. Okay. So he did this performance art piece where he bought... or uh, He rented out a storefront like on Sunset. And it just kept it empty, like one a big empty white room, and he sat in a chair behind a desk, just a very plain desk, and there were some items on the desk, and he kept a paper bag over his head, and he just cried. And you can just walk in and look around, look at the items on the desk, and that was it. That was his installment. I don't know what he was trying to say or what it was, but there was obviously, I'm holding up quotes, something to it. Um, and funnyordie.com...
1: And so he just cried for what, like an hour a day? And that like was he like... was just going
0: there. I think it was only up for like two days, but... It was, like, announced that he was going to do it. So, right. com. It would be
1: really weird if someone actually just walked in on him doing that.
0: Yeah, and they and didn't he know who it was. Announce... Well, he would have a paper bag on his head. They wouldn't even know. <laughs> so, he. So com rented out the storefront next to his, and they set it up identically. Empty room, table with the same items, and a guy in a chair with a bag over his head crying. So, if you walked into one of them... You didn't know if you were in the funnier die one or, or Shia the... LaBeouf's. <laughs> Isn't that fucking great? That's funny. Like he had to lift the bag and go, "It's me, it's Shia LaBeouf." You know, <laughs> it's me. And the other guy's like, "Don't listen to that asshole." That's... Shia LaBeouf would never take his bag off. He's committed.
1: I wonder how many people do you think actually went through to see that. I don't know, man. He he he's got a weird audience. There's weird. I guess that's just such a weird thing to see that you'd be like, "I'll." wait line to go see it I I don't think there was
0: even a line for it I think it was just people walking in and looking around or you can go next door and get the exact same thing (laughs) so here is the um, so already people are fucking with him and here is the most uh, recent one and it started with him he set up a camera in New York City it was a webcam and uh, right for when uh, Trump was getting elected and when Trump was elected it was his campaign. It was called, um, oh shit, what was it called? I have it here. It was like, he won't bring us down or something. I, I, I wanna, as in, like, or he can't break us. It was the, uh, he will not divide us. That's, that was his slogan. He will not divide us, right? Shia Buffs. Shia LaBeouf's slogan was, he will not, it was a whole campaign. I'm sorry, Shia. I apologize, Shia. I meant to say Shia. I'm pretty sure my dad, my dad told me today that. In French, it's a very common last name, but Leboeuf means the beef. The beef. The beef. So just Shia the beef. Shia the beef. The beef man. Um, so he ha- he set up this camera in Times Square. Or not, it wasn't Times Square. It was like at some... Uh,
1: Chicago or New York? It
0: was in New York City. Okay. He got he got involved with a... He, he was able to do it through a museum there. I don't know which one. It wasn't like the metro- Metropolitan or anything big like that. But So he had it set up on the street. And then people were encouraged at any time of the day, because it was just a live feed constantly going, to go up to the camera and say, he will not divide us. And then,
1: 4chan... How'd they know that? Was there like a...
0: Yeah, it was like like a... a physical
1: sign that said, if you come up to this camera... Yeah, it was
0: like a known installment. Like, he told everybody about it, and it was like a
1: part of the... the, Like, it was like outside the... But would it only be people that were like online and said, oh, I'll go to that intersection? Or was there also a physical sign on site, so that if I just happen to be flying in... Right in Kansas.
0: I I don't. I'm not sure. I'm gonna say that it it wasn't like hidden. It was like everyone knew about it. Like if and the and it was an art piece to draw people in. And I'm sure this museum was like, yeah, we got Shia Buff, Fuck okay, yeah, I'll bring people. And so people would like camp out around it. And uh, there was a um, so Four Chan. Are you familiar?
1: Yeah, it's like a social media app that just people. So okay, so it's an image
0: based forum that's been around longer than Reddit. Well, Fortran. For
1: Fortran. some reason I was thinking Four 4 Foursquare. Fourchan. Fortran is an old four computer Chan. language. Chan.
0: Four Chan. 4chan. Alright, let me just alright, just <laughs> Alright, Dad, just give me a second here. Let me just explain this to you, alright? So 4chan is a website and it's only it's mainly image based. You can add text and you can write a whole story, but it's not it's it's clunky and it's not made for text. It's just like images. And it's a very tight-knit community of a lot of people that are fucking neckbeard stuck in their basement and a lot of people who are like, maybe work for the CIA. It's like, it's it's really crazy divide and the kind of stuff that they get done. They actually credit themselves as a large part of getting President Trump elected president because of the shit that they pulled. And uh, I definitely, I would, I definitely believe it. But, um, so what happened was people would go up and they would go to the camera, and you can watch it anywhere because it's a live feed webcam, and they would say that, and 4chan would then find out those people's identity and fuck with them for days afterwards. Like, they would harass them online and fuck with them, right? Jesus. Jesus. So, it got to the point where shit, the altercations in front of the thing were getting so crazy and surrounding it that they took it down, right? So then, Shia LaBeouf takes a flag... And he raises it and he puts another webcam on this flag and all you see is the pole sticking up in there. It's like angled up at the pole. And so all you see is the pole with the flag. It's a white flag with black letters. He will not divide us. And he does a live stream. So it's always just going to be flapping in the wind on this live stream. Right? And what does 4chan do? They fucking... (laughs) They started by mapping out the flight patterns that they could see in the sky. Right? And then they were and they were able to pinpoint it to within like a larger area by just mapping out the flight patterns the time of year and what flights were going and and like ma- uh, following contrails and then they mapped the stars at night and got it down within like a, an area of greenville tennessee also using that uh, also using a tweet from um uh, using a tweet from Shia LaBeouf to like kind of confirm that where he was kind of and then they got it narrowed down to between some house this house somewhere in that area and a river and then they got a guy who was a part of 4chan that lived in the area and what he did was he drove up and down the roads all day and night in this area randomly honking his horn Hank Hank
1: Hank see if you can get out to the live feed wow, and and crazy. while other
0: people were watching the live feed waiting to hear the horn honk Hank finally they heard it that night, they took the flag down and they put a "Make America Great" hat, hung it on top of the flagpole. It took them 36 hours to get it
1: down. Wow,
0: isn't that fucking? Because
1: like, no one was watching it for 36 hours to find right. it. Well, you're saying you're right. he put his thing up and then 36 hours he later, put they that, had the flag.
0: Yep, right. I, he put they, he put up the flag within 36 hours. Fourchan had a hat hanging on top of it from just a live web, f- web feed pointing at a flag flying in the sky. That's, that's all crazy. you could see was just blue sky and a fl- and a flagpole.
1: That's crazy.
0: Isn't it crazy? By calculating flight trajectories, star mapping out stars. It's it's that's the kind of like people uh look to 4chan as like it's it's the best and the absolute worst aspects of the whole internet. Some of the funniest shit that you see that propagates to the internet, different memes and stuff, all come from there. But at the same time there's like this vicious horrible area of like child pornography and stuff on that they're always trying to like get it take it down and take out the website and shit like that but or even
1: worse these make america great again people
0: they're doing it as not because they're political in any way they're doing it just to fuck with people they're not the people that are doing that like the, the when they got president oh they're just like it's everything's they, a big computer uh, game it's for all there's something bigger for them and it's not politics in america and the make and getting president
1: trump elected just a goof. Yeah, we did it as a goof. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of electronic sources did help mm-hmm. marginally. Here's a. But
0: it was a close election. I'll too. wrap up this segment with a really fun little. I never was ever someone I always knew about 4chan, and how I receive my 4chan is by I know people who, who frequent it and they dig through all the dog shit because it's just like piles and piles of dog shit, and you find a diamond. They'll bring me diamonds. And uh, when I was in college, I was like, ah, you know what? Maybe I'll start digging through the dog shit. And I was on there, and I saw a guy say, on there, he said, "I'm at UCF. I was in college at the time at UCF. I'm at UCF, and I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna commit suicide." Within 10 minutes, there was a knock on our dorm room door, and I answered it, and it was a security guard and the RA. And he's like, "Is everyone in there?" We're like, "Yeah, we're out here." And my laptop's, like, open in the back with, like, 4chan blasting on it. And he's like, um, we're just, uh, everyone okay? Everything's going on? Yeah, yeah, what's going on? Ah, there's just somebody posted on some forum somewhere saying that they were going to hurt themselves. So we're trying to find that. I was, like, closing the door a little bit. Nah, not me. Not me, buddy. I just didn't even want to see them back there. Because a lot of, sometimes it's people fucking, they're not actually going to do that. They're just fucking with people. Mm -hmm. But, um... Yeah, man, 4chan's a terrible, terrible place, but also sometimes they do some really crazy, intricate shit. Intricate shit. But, hey, there it is. That's, um, what do
1: you think of that for a news segment? Scary news, man. The computer it's... dudes are going to fuck all of us. That's, that's what I might take on this. And you know
0: what the worst part is? We're going to happily let them.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because it makes things a little bit more convenient, and then every once in a while, something massively bad happens. I hate that we have to pick, pay... I don't even want to get into it. He doesn't even want to it's get me into all it. Out. Episode
0: sixty-seven. Greg Six. gets into it.
1: Oh, Greg! Yes,
0: <laughs> this is sixty-six.
1: Welcome to everybody's favorite segment, Greg. It's a new. It's a new segment. What no, is this? this is
0: everyone's favorite segment. What are you talking? Oh, this is
1: everyone's favorite segment. This is Millennial Book Club. The Millennial Book Club. You were goofing, right? My yes, I was goofing.
0: I don't think he was goofing, but here we are, the Millennial Book Club. If anybody listened through the entire episode. Last week, we set up the Millennial Book Club as uh, Buster Scruggs. The Ballad
1: of Buster Scruggs. That's right. Netflix original movie by the Coen brothers. And if
0: you're just tuning in for the first time, the Millennial Book Club, a.k.a. just fucking watching Netflix, Greg and I choose a new or old Netflix show that neither of us have seen, and it has to be a Netflix original. It can't be something bought up by Netflix. Why would
1: you want to watch anything else? They're the best. They're the they are the Netflix best. Netflix originals. And they're not
0: paying us, we swear. They um <laughs> we are just, you know, we're we're true to the red and white. Um <laughs> I guess that was a very shitty attempt at saying making a connection to communism. Okay. So <laughs> um so yeah, the the it was a Cohen's brother. Cohen
1: brother. Is it Cohen's brother? Cohen brothers? You know, I think they would each say, or someone would say about him, "Who's that? That's Cohen's brother." Oh right, but, but we're then, talking about the Cohen brother. And then every single
0: every single substitute that they ever had always said, uh, "Ethan Cohen's." <laughs> it's just Cohen, no S. Just Cohen, no S.
1: But there's two of you. I'm just being quick. So I'm just being quick. Ethan and Cohen. I mean, we got a progressive couple in here. No, we're brothers. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't. Uh, so. It's a, it's a western vignette with six sto- six stories i think it's six
0: i believe it is it's um it's greg's favorite type of film which is a bunch of films
1: <laughs> and, i do enjoy the the, the the what do you call them like the montage pieces or like the you know where you don't have just one actor you have five pieces so each each group gets to do the, its own thing cuz it's cuz when you watch fun. a
0: movie sometimes you'll watch a movie and it'll be really good or sometimes you watch a movie it's going to be really shit and then you got to sit through the whole movie but with a vignette one can be great, one can be shit, you just gotta wait it out, you know what I mean so, uh, also right up front, if you've um, if you didn't watch it, and you're from last season, we're gonna openly and freely speak about this thing, so uh, spoiler spoiler alert, right up front spoiler alert don't want to be one of those folks so, yeah, it was yeah, the the Ballad of Buster Scruggs was the first vignette that you see, so how did you feel about that one?
1: I enjoyed it. I'm not big on the singing, but I, th- I thought it was funny. I thought it was it was well, you know, it kind of covered the ground it needed to, and uh, it's it about it. a great shot in the old west that kind of was untouchable, mag- untouchable, but magnanimous. He was like, "I don't want to shoot you, Fran." This is what it did, but when he needs to, he's going to shoot everybody. Me.
0: Yep, you pushed me to it. Now you got a bullet between the teeth, and uh, yeah, that character, that that infamous character in every western, you know, the the dead eye. The untouchable...
1: Fastest gun in the West. Fastest gun until... It was good. Yeah, I liked how that one ended. That was pretty... That was a great one. Unexpected. I think if you had a little bit of time more go on, maybe you would have started to feel like, this is a vignette movie, so this is going to end soon. But I think they sh- it was even shorter than I expected it was going to be. So that end did kind of catch me by surprise. I wanna, I'm want to. i trying to look up all the 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 stories in there. Yeah, you can... Uh, I, I was looking that up on... I'm i on on um,
0: Wikipedia here. And uh, the plot... Oh, here we go. I got it.
1: This should yeah. be it. So that was the first yep. one. The second was the bank robbery one.
0: The second one was, yeah, Near Algodones. Well, yes. hold on. The, um, I like the first... I think the first one was... I want... Nah, maybe the first one wasn't my favorite. But I definitely thought it was a great open. And that actor was the guy from... Oh, Brother, We're Out There. Yeah, he was the third man. He not was, the yeah, two Oh, famous Brother, guys. We're Out There. And, um, so yeah, I really liked how it ended. He was in something else the
1: Coen brothers did, too, right? I feel like he's like a guy. I think the Coen brothers did Oh, Brother, We're Out There. No, I know, but I think he was in another one besides Oh, a Brother. A third? I think so. Was he, at, what, in Fargo or something? I don't know. I just, I feel like he's like a Coen brothers guy. So oh, he like... was he was the dude. In what? The Big O'Powski. No. <laughs>
0: Oh right, no, he was his uh, fat friend, Rosie O'Donnell. Um. Right, I'm reaching. Okay, so, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a really that was a fun one. And then uh, what's funny is I had uh, my mom loves westerns, and I was trying to make it like a family movie because it's Coen Brothers. That's usually a, a good family film, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so she sat down, and it's beautiful, and it's fun, and we're having fun. And then we're he's in the he's in the the bar. And it shows that wide angle shot with the, they're standing on either side of the table, and he gave his gun up. He didn't have a gun, and the as guy, the rules as said, as the me. rules say, man, and he pulls the guy pulls his gun out, and he stomps on the table, and that board flips up, smacking his hand, and making him blast
1: himself, he shoots himself like five times, like bam, like, like cartoon right. style.
0: Yes, and what's you funny they say that because towards the uh, towards the last towards the end when he he's like oh. Only got one shot left. Gotta make it count. He pulls out the mirror. Yeah. My dad's like, this is like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my mom, and then she walked back and she, I was like, it's over, it's over. And she comes back in to see that all five fingers of that guy
1: shot off. Oh, says, I'm not funny.
0: watching this shit. <laughs>
1: and like, then like, it's this ultraviolet movie. I know. And I'm
0: like, she's like, I can't watch this. This is, this is too much. I was like, it's not going to be every one. And then she came back in on, uh, The one with the guy to fuck the pig. That was was never. (laughs) I was thought for a second. I was like, that must have been between the first and second.
1: (laughs) That was the first episode of Black Mirror.
0: I never watched Black Mirror.
1: Never watched. It's a really good show, but the very first one has like this crazy plot, and it's like that one's got a crazy plot, huh? It's like, why would you make that the first one? It's the most jarring. I think the most. I think the largest section of the pie is like, nope, I'm not interested in watching a show about that. I think that's why they do it. And when they have a first episode like that, well, your mom's never like, going to see Black Mirror. I can tell you that she's, she's not going to get. Past I don't think that she's into one. the pig
0: fucking man. I mean, some people are, but she <laughs> she is not. just
1: keeps watching the first one. <laughs> I know.
0: And Not even the parts you think. <laughs> the uh, so yeah, then the second one it was just my pops and I watching it, and that was the um, the bank robber near Algodones. No, ah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So not that one. But yeah, so that was the next one with starring uh, Franco. Yeah. And...
1: Uh, and Franco.
0: Not Anne Franco?
1: Not Anne Franco. James Franco. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. And the guy that played Milton from Office Space.
0: Yes, yes. So yes. it was an
1: interesting casting, because they're both super recognizable. Mm-hmm. That was a great one. That was a great one. So was it a great one? It was all
0: right. I think it was It was interesting, you know, You and it was
1: this whole... Uh... So it's the short one. He goes to rob this little mm-hmm. bank, and uh, James Franco goes to rob this little tiny bank, like... 10 by it's 10 it looks like no, the nothing else it's just love Kansas it's I love how he's looking at it and the thing is like the size of the room that we're in right now but even when he goes in it's like this sprawling bank with like this huge back area and all these sides and uh, he goes to rob it he doesn't escape I like I liked Milton coming out with the pans that's still probably pretty ballsy dude I mean the dude's got a lot of skin to hit
0: he asks him when he's in there has this place ever been robbed
1: yeah he asks him the details well there's three guys mm-hmm. this one's dead this one went to jail and Nobody's successful, of course. Right.
0: Yeah. Anyway, what can I do for you? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, already knowing what's happening. Yeah. It's like this is this is a Saturday for this guy.
1: I love the setup when the dude when the guy jumps over to chase after Milton and he sees every single thing had a, sh- a shotgun on a soapbox right there in a soapbox at the ball bag <laughs> right, right of every teller window. <laughs> That's like an awesome work environment. <laughs> You're just hanging out. What's up, Mrs. Jenkins? Anybody comes in, I got four shotguns.
0: And oh, you guys, guys. Yeah, so anyone's everyone make sure your shotguns are loaded. Then mm-hmm. they have the
1: the bank meeting every morning. <laughs> and Debbie almost almost now, got. We had another misfire. I mean, people are at the bank. The hole blows out right at ball section. We almost lost Mister Johnson. We got to get better on this team. Exactly. And you come in and you see
0: uh, you see like new finish on one, under one of the tables. Ah, hey, one almost got you. <laughs> Is that a yeah? All right. Of you course. Of you
1: course. It'd <laughs> be a picture. New finish. 22 days since we had to refinish the exactly the ball area of one of the teller windows so yeah he
0: starts blasting the guy and he runs out and he gets uh, and then the guy catches him
1: the guy s- grabs some money and then tries to go out the back door mm-hmm. he gets shot at which kind of pins him down all the money I, like, I love a scene like that the Coen brothers are great for that the money bag falls nobody cares 20 bears. feet out of his right you care as the viewer you're like I'm oh my god bills. that was the whole they just <laughs> fluttering out and he's like trying not to get shot it's it's kind of a neat type of mm-hmm. scene that they always bring and then he find
0: himself uh, on a horse underneath the thing because how, how I don't remember how those guys caught him but they had him all hung up on the uh, under the tree with the horse well the,
1: because remember the Milton comes running out of the bank covered with pots
0: and knocks him out
1: and he's and he's shooting the guy's trying to shoot him doesn't get a shot off, and I think he just cranks him with his mm-hmm. gun. He doesn't even try and shoot him behind all the pots. He just comes up.
0: He did. He shoot, You see, it, he shoots a couple of times. Oh, he's he does the pots.
1: Yeah. No, no, but the guy with Milton with the pots right, on. Right, right. Is he shooting? I can't remember if he's shooting or if he just runs up and just
0: cold remember, cocks him with his but button. That's way, how he gets caught, yeah. by
1: Milton coming out with the pots.
0: Either way, he wakes up sitting on a horse with a noose around his neck under a tree, and all these guys are about to hang him. And as he's about to get hung, the...
1: Indians come Indians come come. murder all the dudes Mm -hmm. and then he's sitting under the horse I like that tension where the the horse is slowly walking away just eating grass the horse is trying to get something to eat yeah and he's pulling him a little closer to being hung and then just before he dies a dude off in the distance sees him and then he's bringing him in as his partner for cattle Cattle, ranching not ranching like uh, rustling well, rustling, but you're thinking ostensibly he's like oh, what do you call those guys? Like just like, a cat, yeah, just cowboy. Those guys, that just just moved. a cowboy moving cattle
0: rancher, moving him from one. But he was moving stolen cattle, and yeah, he was, and then the, he didn't know until the guys roll up and this
1: guy runs off. Yeah, and now he's the cattle rustler, and he's hung. Mm-hmm. It's a great line, of course. And the dude's crying next to him, and he's like. This is your first Not time? First time. That's a, yeah. it's a, great line. It's a great line. It's
0: almost like they thought of the line and then they're like, how are we going to put that in a... Pen?
1: Yes. <laughs> definitely I could see how that would have been reverse engineered and it's a good enough of a line. Like, what the hell? You could do a 10 minute thing about this. Mm-hmm. I liked it.
0: So then we move into the third one and we I think we should just move, let's
1: barrel through the rest here. What was the third one? The third one was Liam Neeson. Oh, that was the... I like that one the best, I think. You think... Yeah. Right? Because there's was, a lot of... There's no dialogue whatsoever. Well, Nothing. Except for the guy reciting his thing, which is more like... Sound effects than anything else has nothing to do with the actual story. Right, right. You're, it is all very visual. Yeah. So it, that literally, that's the only talking you hear. Even when they go to collect the money, so go ahead and set it up, the lease. And- so yeah, it's it's a traveling uh, theater show. Back in the day, the same
0: way they used to do medicine shows, a guy would roll into town. So Liam Neeson rolls into town with his cart that looks like a theater cart, and he hangs up a bunch of signs everyone gathers out because there's a fucking nothing to do in the middle of nowhere yep. and so everyone comes out with their chairs and their spitters and their fucking whiskey and they sit down and they. the thing opens up and he's got all these candles lit and it's a, a stump of a guy literally a guy sitting there with no arms no legs and he just starts talking
1: and he just delivers talks. this monologue which is like a mashup of like chunks of all the most famous speeches and like you know at that point He's got like, like a, a George 20. Washington speech It's
0: like The top 20 in speeches Topping again is George Washington's Gettysburg Address There's
1: like a couple of Chunks of Shakespeare In it And he's here Four score and 20 years ago mm-hmm. And then And then What else That's pretty much what it is It's just a it's bunch, just a bunch, of, bunch like of stuff
0: Like Odysseus And, and that yeah. kind of thing So then uh, It just shows that and the first one is gangbusters. They get all this money. They pass it. He pass, uh, Liam Neeson comes out and passes the hat around. Everyone does really well. And then it's like the next one, there's a few less people. The next one's a really cold night and there's like no one there. And he guys tries to collect money and everyone just looks at him. Time is definitely
1: passing is what they're saying. And he's mm-hmm. making it harder and harder. And they has- showing
0: that this is – and then they also show him like afterwards how he, feed, he makes some food and he feeds them and he's holding them to piss at one point. Neeson yeah. is holding the stump to pick, which
1: ostensibly makes you think about, geez, what well, he's got to do everything. He's, he's got to doing. wipe.
0: How do you wipe it? Do you just kind of like he, I, the way Liam Neeson treated him? He, he, treated him. he just, did not
1: worry too much
0: about it. You just hold him and dunk his bottom half in water and <laughs> rinse. I don't know. So then, um, yeah, and that just keeps happening until it's the end of the one show, and he's feeding him, and he sees a lot of commotion like between some buildings and some light, and he goes, and he's there's this guy with a cart. And he's got all these people standing around, and he's got a chicken in a cage in this cart with all these little numbers. This, I love
1: this aspect. This, like, <laughs> the scale that this thing had it was like, what the fuck?
0: Well, that, so that's the thing. And then he goes, he, he, and he, everyone is yelling out numbers, 5 plus 10. And the chicken would walk over to the number 15 little thing, and he would peck it. kink. And everyone's freaking out. The guy's making a boatload of money. And Liam Neeson's in the back looking, and his eyes
1: are lighting up like,
0: "Holy shit, this is the fuck the stump guy. This is where it's at."
1: And I think he, you almost immediately think that as soon as you see him seeing it, you're like, "Oh, that stump guy is fucked. That stump guy's fucked." Actually, you know what? That's not fair because I saw it twice. The first time, I remember thinking, "Oh, he's gonna he's gonna go collect a bunch of attractions," is what I thought. Right. Because or, or, I don't get why he's gonna have to dump the one attraction and just have one. Like, why not have two? Which you're literally gonna dump one that you. Whatever it is,
0: whatever it is, you're not thinking the
1: worst. You're thinking, maybe he's going to change it up. He's yes. going to do something, right? Yeah. This will be the an next, interesting show now. This guy reads Shakespeare, right. and then the chicken and got the chickens math. doing math. Fuck yeah, now you got a
0: show <laughs> on your hands. Now you got a circus, right? He goes, and so the next scene is him buying the chicken from the guy. Yeah. So like, oh, he's buying the chicken. And then the next scene, which is very ominous, is Stumpo in his cart. They're, they're riding, and you see it from the cameras in the back of the cart facing out. And they got Stumpo. You see him because they showed the shot before, where they got him sitting and he just looks out the back. But now he's sitting. He's looking out the back, and there's a chicken like in a cage, like bumping his head, and he's like looking at it, right? And then you're seeing this scene, and they cross over a bridge, and then the the cart stops, and this kid's looking out over the bridge, and he's like looking out, and he's got this. You immediately
1: make the connection at that point. Yeah, he stops. Well, I'm. I'm,
0: You're starting to get. I, I was like, what's going on? And then he. Uh, and then you see Liam Neeson walk back over the bridge. He looks down. It's really far. He takes a big boulder. He throws it, and he watches the boulder go down. And then he puts his hands in his pocket and his head down, and he walks. And then it shows that angle again from inside the cart with him sitting there, watching Liam Neeson walk up to him. The cart, to him. And he looks at him. Nothing said. And then the next scene is an as a cart riding down the road with just a chicken
1: swinging in it. Yeah, that was, that was We're great. not saying he threw him. We're, we're not. Li- we're not liable to, to connect the dots here. I was, when he first got the chicken, I was like, this is cool. Like, I mean, we're going to see, like, I, I thought that was going to be the, the well, that was going to be more of a percentage of the basis of what that uh, little piece was about. A revitalization due to chicken man. Well, just kind of showing us, like, the life of that guy. Because it was like, okay, we've got a slice life of the gunfighter, then the criminal, and, like, the average working Joe with the uh, bank teller mm-hmm. which is you know that's a fucked up way to do shit have to have shotgun set up that way. was the west man
0: yeah and that guy used so to now this is just gonna it. be
1: the traveling performer guy's life and he's gonna go collect a few attractions and we're gonna see something that's the thing This as is, that is his as, life <laughs> as soon as I think what I saw was as soon as he bought that bag of chicken feet, and he threw it down he didn't say nothing to the of the legless armless dude right he opened up the chicken feet and he just threw it on the ground as if like this is all I gotta do Mm-hmm. and the chicken starts pecking around and then he went, huh, this is pretty easy. Okay. At that point, you know, I think as a viewer, you're like, oh, this is not going to end well. This is, I get it now. It's not about the life of this guy. It is about the life of this guy, but it's not what you were thinking. No. The choices this dude has to make are so stone cold and he doesn't even give a shit. It was awesome. It, that is the wild west. And you know what? That might have been Here's, my favorite one, I think. that Here piece. is,
0: I don't know if you know this or uh, are aware, but here is, I think, an added irony to the whole thing. That might be lost on a lot of people.
1: Liam Neeson doesn't even eat chicken.
0: Hates it. Here is, it is a very known thing that that kind of performance is and always has been one of the easiest and biggest scams. And it's not the chicken. It's like a combination of the handler. The dead guy sold that chicken. He gets another chicken. He's performing the next night. That chicken's doing math.
1: Right. The chicken
0: doesn't know math. Right? It's all a trick. It's all a scam. And now here's Liam Neeson who's gonna set up this chicken and go five plus two and the chicken's just gonna start pecking the deck and walking around and it's all gonna sink in that he threw moneymaker stump off the bridge. That's like an added aspect.
1: That's that's interesting to me because I didn't take it that way. I took it that when he bought it, the guy went, Listen, I got a thing here and I pulled this lever. I think they would have showed it if they wanted you. I think that I think Interesting, they wanted, I didn't even think of that. I until think they show.
0: really wanted that added irony where he's like, yeah, he thinks he's getting something better, but in reality, that chicken's not going to do math. That is, the, that is the linchpin, the sinker, the final crescendo. I would definitely
1: love, this is a great moment to say, I would love to hear any listeners that saw this that would like to take either my or Isaiah's side on it. Because I was thinking, the guy bought a plug-and-play thing, the guy, he's not stupid. Liam Neeson is putting his life on this. So he's like, tell me about the chicken. And the guy goes... Dude, I'll sell you the chicken. He knows he's a traveling guy.
0: He's like... the guy's already a scam artist. He's tricking people into thinking a chicken can do math. Yeah, but he's he's talking
1: to a scammer. Like, there's, like, the Thieves Code. And Liam Neeson's not that stupid that he would just think that the chicken... Why would he think that? Why? Because he's in the Midwest.
0: He's in in the... Not the Midwest. He's in the Wild West at a time when iPhones didn't exist.
1: And he's not aware that that is a scam. I would love to hear people's opinions of this. Road Soda Mail at gmail.com slash greg is wrong <laughs> you that's that's not gonna have any mail in it at all zero bytes of con, confluence congruence I mean, con, it's with bloated. we
0: can't it's not gonna have any mail because we can't fit anymore in.
1: so interesting uh, all right so that's and then I, i'm fine with the way yours went down i just don't feel like artistically we have to reach out to the cohen's i'll do it through my channel with uh Spider Man. Spider Man. See if I can't get in touch with Ethan and Joel and see what they intended. That's really the only way we're gonna settle I think, this.
0: I, I think that is. And uh, so then you have the next one, which was the Frontierman, the spec, uh, the prospector. Oh, the the one with Tom Waits as the prospector. The prospector. Yeah, that was another one
1: with minimal dialogue. I loved, that was beautiful.
0: I love that one. It was it was my favorite one, and that was the one that uh, my mom came back into.
1: Did she like that one? And she
0: sees him. You know, walking around—it's a beautiful, stunningly beautiful landscape, and the whole shot's thing. so
1: and great. I love watching really great they're, wilderness they're, shots.
0: Yeah, and the Coen Brothers are amazing at yeah. setting up shots and making it a funny movie artistic.
1: So the shots were—what was were so great in my favorite Coen's movie, which is *No Country for Old Men*—very, very beginning. Did you see this? Mm-hmm.
0: It's been a long time, so I can't recall. But the
1: very beginning of the movie, uh, Josh Brolin is hunting a deer. Remember, that's why he's out in the middle of nowhere. No, I don't remember, like, literally any in of the it. In the very beginning, and he shoots a deer, and he hits it, but it doesn't kill it, so it runs off, and he starts tracking it. That's when he comes upon all the dead dudes. Right, okay. That, and that's, right? But that scene in the beginning, just, like, the sparse, like, he shoots the, the deer. The silence,
0: the emptiness.
1: But he shoots, but he also, like, the Spartan uh, relationship that people out there that are living like this have with the land because he shoots the deer and then he picks up the shell that popped out and puts it back in his pocket yeah, he's like
0: that's I don't even track great, this thing
1: great touch great yeah. touch
0: so uh, the pro- yeah that was the one where my mom came back in yeah and she sat down she's watching this beautiful thing it's great and then um, and I love the fucking setup, dude and then you the guy is he finally finds that gold mane and he sees the shadow behind him yeah and then it cuts up and he's like oh shit and he gets shot in the back and she goes what the fuck I thought this one was fine and she got up and she like <laughs> and she was and she was gone she was gone the rest of it. she did it ask terrible. me how it turned out uh, but, awesome. but which so it was great so uh, yeah you know he's got this he's paying for gold and there's a, a little bit of gold goes a little further up a little more a little more he's got Keeps, like his
1: semi scientific process right. where he's kind of which is kind of smart so spot. he's
0: got a little a couple he's got like 5 pieces 6 pieces 10 pieces then back to 6, and he's like, oh, okay. So like playing right Battleship here, with the dirt. Yes. And then he, and then he uh, maps out this area, and he's digging all these holes. And then he's, he finds a clump, and he knows it. And he's like, "Take it's days. It's a couple of days. It's just very silent, showing him work, showing him digging. He's an old guy with gray hair. And I like how it, how it started with him singing this terrible song, walking his donkey through the trees, and birds and shit are running away because he got a terrible voice. And then he gets shot, and he just lays there dead and the guy who shot him
1: sits down he rolls that cigarette smokes one smoke It's a great scene like how like the one, shitty the... that whole thing must have been he's got t- dirty tobacco and this piece of shit paper and he puts the thing together and he lights it he takes like one puff then he puts it out with his nasty fingers puts that back Well, it's so crappy to like re
0: smoke a cigarette but not back then
1: and then he well yeah just how shitty the conditions were that was a beautiful he thing he loved it that was a beautiful thing after you killed him everyone was so filthy and just it was always like a, they just did a great job of bringing you right there
0: and and uh, then he jumps down in the hole and the guy immediately jumps up and attacks him grabs his gun shoots him kills him unloads sacks of of, uh, unloads the sacks of gold that he collected. Well, he kind of has to recoup for a little while. Right, so yeah, he gets shot, and then after he's done killing the guy, then he starts screaming, it, he, you didn't hit nothing important, just a bunch of guts, nothing important, and he's laughing.
1: But then he does have to take some considerable time to kind of... Yeah, he like, takes a nap,
0: and then he gets up, and he, uh, he loads his donkey, and then it finishes with him walking out of there with his donkey singing his shit song again. Yeah. And he's screaming. He's like, you camped out on me while I did all the fucking work. And that was
1: a great lady. I love it, dude. It was great. It was good.
0: Yeah, it was good. And then...
1: Number five was... Number five was maybe my second favorite. Which one's number five? Number five is the one with the dog. They're on the wagon train going out to Oregon. That one
0: I had a hard time. That one started losing me. And I started like missing really? my, my attention. And some of the nuances of what was going on in that one. But you know what happened. Yeah, kind of where she she's supposed to be going with this guy
1: her brother is it her brother it's her brother and he's kind of like a he's kind of a fuck off and he's gonna set her up with somebody else out in Oregon he's kind of an idiot and you've already gotten the sense in those four that you need to like know what the hell you're doing and you need to be all about it or you're gonna get killed and then her brother is painted as like this idiot I don't know he doesn't really know what the hell he's doing we're just kind of going out here we don't have a plan and all this different stuff and then he dies and she's left by herself on the wagon train, and there's a guy in the front and the back of the wagon train that are paid to, like, you know, yeah. like the maintenance so men. Yeah, they're like the guys that are guiding you.
0: Like, that's all they do. They probably get there, they run back, and they may, might bring another couple people. And, um... wonder
1: what the backhaul rate would be on uh, of the wagon train guys going back east. That is a oh, very going inside joke. Going <laughs> out <That laughs> to Oregon, that's the backhaul rate. That's runs. the backhaul so like rate. fortune going back out east. Right, I think that's... No, I think back then...
0: Backhaul rates. They didn't have backhaul rates. <laughs> is that what you're saying? So... <laughs> That is a very inside joke into Greg and I's uh, what we do for work. So, uh, what was I saying? The, so that one was, uh, yeah. Why don't we talk about that one for a second? We got one more and then let's...
1: We didn't like the last one, so we can kind of skip it. But this one, the girl, basically her brother dies. She's still going out to Oregon. She ends up falling in with one of the wagon uh, maintenance guys, yeah. the highway men or whatever. And the older guy ends up finding her because her, her brother had a little dog... And they were supposed to run it off. The guy was supposed to shoot it, and he missed it. And he went, "But don't worry about a miss. That thing's gone." Then she ends up. They make an arrangement where they're going to get married because he's like, "I'm getting older. Your brother died. I could help you out with this money problem you're having." And she's like, "That's beautiful." So you're like, "Oh, this is a nice story." Mm-hmm. All the other ones have been so tragically. Oh yeah, shitty. nice story. Nice then story. What? Then, what then the dog comes back, and the late and the lady ends up hearing it and breaking off from the wagon train off to an isolated area. And one of the things the highwaymen do is protect you from Indians keeping you in line, if they can just circle the wagon, everyone can get in, it. they can be safe, the Indians don't even fuck with them. Uh, the dog runs off, the older of the highwaymen, not the one that she's associated with, but his partner, goes out and finds her, and as he's bringing her back to the trail, an Indian comes, they have a big fight, he tells her, this is like the critical information, hands her a gun, hands her a gun, and says, if these Indians take me over, put the boat thing right between your eyes, and shoot. And uh, he says, but you know, we're going to maybe see how this goes. He fights the Indians off, by kind of shooting the right guy, and they... They happen to run through dog hole, the, mm-hmm. like the prairie dog field. Right. Or whatever. Like one, so one of the like, horses trips.
0: He he shoots another. He shoots a another guy. They
1: they circle back around. He, yeah. He's
0: like getting prepared for their for their second go around.
1: Which he makes it out through the second one, and he thinks he's in good shape. And he lost his horses because they shot one of the horses. He ran the other one off, so it's not like a sitting duck. But at the end of the second little melee with the Indians, he goes shit. There's a horse coming right to me. I'm going to grab it so I can take me and the lady back. And it was an Indian. That was like hanging on the side of him. And he comes up, cuts him, not fatally. He drops. The second time someone has feigned their death. Like we were like possums mm-hmm. in 1850. Something hits you, you go down it's and play dead until you get your wits. Secret Western technique. <laughs> in, in, in 40% of the stories. Anyway, uh, he sneaked, the Indian guy comes up and he's going to scalp him. And then bam, he shoots him or gets him with a, a whatever. He kills him. Mm-hmm. And he goes to, he's like, wow, that was close. Now i got the horse. I'm going to go back. She saw him get hit, and she immediately went right into work with the suicide yeah, went plan. To work, and she, now she's dead. And he's like, "Shit, that's kind of how it ends." What am I going to tell this fucking guy? And yeah, that I is went good. out to save his girlfriend, and she shot herself. And th- the bet. worst part is, the other guy's going to understand probably and be like, "Wow, that's some dumb luck, man." That well, was a, that, that was a good one. There was a lot I'll of emotional... get my wife on the next wagon train. Maybe I'll get my wife. Now he's thinking. By the way, that's what I was thinking. Maybe about he, now him. he's thinking. Now he's thinking. Wow, dodged that bullet. No, I think he's thinking the other way. He's like, you know, he's like, now I've wanted a wife, and now I'm just yeah. this wagon train dude. Now it's going to get lonely because I just got this one dude. Yeah. Even though he only knew her for like two nights. That's all it takes, though. Now he's he's in a totally different frame of mind. Yeah. It would be tortures for him for the rest of it. Plus, he got scammed out of, well, you didn't even think of that. He got scammed out of the wagon train. That guy just sold it. It's about running the wagon train. and Now, he doesn't have the wife. Mm-hmm in the wagon train it got scammed right. got, you didn't yeah. even see
0: that yeah I missed that part and then you know what I you know what I missed you know what another part I missed what's that the entire last one I literally I yeah. watched the, the last one halfway through I saw my dad like real lo- losing interest I was like alright next thing put on something different yeah I went back and watched it and then even got to the end and I was like did I miss something went back again and watched and I, I think I watched it like a total of like almost two times because I kept going back to different parts yeah it's uh, subtle. It, it's subtle. It's very subtle. Very slow. A group of people riding in a train, uh, riding in like a wagon who don't know each other. They're obviously traveling. Just happen to all pay for this this wagon. So it's an
1: interesting look into right, your but it's just one option.
0: yeah, and it was just one full thing of conversation, and then these guys saying that they're bounty hunters. And I think what the insinuation is is that these people that they're with, the guys you find out the two of the guys are bounty hunters. I think the other people. Sitting there might have bounties on their head. I think that's what we're led to believe. Is really? That the, yeah, because of the way everyone is all freaked out when they finally get to the 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 hotel thing at the end, and the the, the horse turns and rides off, and
1: they're, uh, they're I was just thinking it was like taboo to be like killing people. Nah, I feel it's like not taboo, Death was
0: around every fucking corner in the which, wild West. Which
1: is right. So, but most people weren't doing it; they were just dying. So okay. when you're around people that are actually killing people. I mean, imagine if me well, and Well, why would
0: you fear a bounty hunter
1: Imagine if you, me and you got into an Uber, and it was like an UberX, and we were driving to Tampa, and the guys in front of us were like, hey, what are you guys doing? They were like, we're Hitmen.
0: Well, that's two We'd be like, oh, Hit that's man cool. Is,
1: I'm just going to go back to watch my Netflix. Hitting
0: men is not a
1: government-sanctioned
0: <laughs> thing. I mean, and, bounty
1: hunters were not working for the government. Yeah, they were
0: private they were, opportunity. The private opportunity, but the, issued by the government. A warrant
1: was issued by a marshal. By state marshal to go out and get somebody. I,
0: all right, so and so, but why would internet you fear?
1: again? This is an email. If you sat through that last one, I enjoyed it. It was okay, but it appears we have another. In I just don't think it makes much sense for them to show fear towards this guy. unless... it wasn't read out fear. It was, but once was, once they explained the that one. they were killers and that and they started talking about like what their process was, like he's the guy that does the killing. I just I just lull do the, them into I just people. do the singing. <laughs> I just do the singing, right. And then they were both like now it's sinking in on the like, holy shit. These dudes are like the Abbott and Costello of murdering people and we're just sitting three feet away in open space and I just found out now.
0: I don't think they And
1: we're gonna be in a remote place.
0: I think you're using a 2018 mindset instead of an oh, you 1889. you locked into the 1860s 18... and you're
1: more in tune with what the script was saying.
0: Yeah, I think they, were, they weren't uncomfortable with their line of work. They were uncomfortable with their line of work because they themselves had done some dodgy shit.
1: Why would either of them have a bounty, though, after what we got for information? Any of the three? Right? I don't know. Because it was the dude that was like, Davy Crockett was played by... I don't know, man. I really don't know. The so... dude that played in Major League, the guy that, the old pitcher... Oh yeah, Major League. I remember that movie again. So he was an old pitcher, and the and Charlie Sheen was like, "You're an old guy. You know, I'm a young guy. Like, I'm gonna pitch very well." You're, and he was like, "Oh, hey man, I got all kinds of ways to make it work." He goes, "I got a little, all these different liquids and creams you put on the ball." S- he's like, "I got a little bit of Vaseline right back here. Keep the hydrocortisone." He goes, <laughs> "Right here, I got jalapeno." And he goes, "He's like, what is that? And he goes, "Well." all these others dry up and I need something else I just put it up my nose and I can and he's like you put snot on the ball it's it's a great little scene that dude that was the old pitcher in Major League back in the 80's was was the Davy Crockett dude was the Davy Crockett dude in the cart yeah and then who was
0: maybe that's what it was maybe he uh, farted and they were all really uncomfortable because of a fart
1: I think (laughs) it was 90% the fact that they just weren't comfortable having to go and stay in this house. I
0: think I might be you're right, I think I may have been extrapolating that a little more, but also I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility and I do think that is a great one for anybody who watched to go ahead and write in and tell us how you feel.
1: Once they realized the body on the roof that was another aspect of it. Once they realized the body I think on the that roof was just, wasn't like old Uncle Jed and right. they were like, well we we killed I like, think
0: it was the reality of their own fate sinking in when they saw that of their own, fuck, we, we just scammed someone out of money. We just did something. And uh, that could be us. So, with that being said, that was our Millennial Book Club. We'll choose something. There's been a lot of great stuff coming out on Netflix. Yes. A lot of stuff being released.
1: They're unbelievable.
0: How about let's just set it up really quick. I think I have an idea. Uh-oh. I think you might
1: agree. I bet you I will.
0: Next. No, that sucks. Oh. Wait, I'm sorry. I've messed okay, up I got head. it again. Ready? Next, this just was released. Starring Dave Attell and... <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Jeff
1: Ross. Oh Ross. Ross. Jeff yeah. Ross, the roasty guy.
0: Dave Attell and Jeff Ross together on stage in Bumpin' Mics It's a three part little kind of comedy documentary weird mashup thing. Uh three nights and um it just got released. I think that'll be a lot of fun to watch. So, so it's only an hour
1: and a half, the whole thing. Yeah. So yeah. Each
0: one is yeah, only three episodes. So yeah, go if you are uh interested and involved in the book club, the millennial book club. Amy
1: Schumer's in it. For a minute, please. That was my favorite part.
0: You haven't seen it. <laughs> None of us have seen it. So, uh yeah, we're going to watch uh let's watch that next week we'll talk about it. How about that? So, last week, Greg, we talked about how we are going to start a new segment on the show and this is kind of the birth of that new segment and did I hear that you had a name thought out for the segment, or
1: well, we had talked about oh a name for the segment. Do we have a name for the segment? Let's just call
0: it uh, what, what should we call it? Writing script with Greg, making it big with Greg and Isaiah,
1: like chasing like draft, your dreams, drafting. Last uh, no more it, draft. Let's just go with the working title of the script. What do you think about right. that?
0: Working title of the script. So here's what we're doing. We uh, there was a story that we fall followed. Way back uh, episodes, many episodes ago, we followed a story and talked about how uh, that that couple uh, made that GoFundMe account for the bum and for ten thousand dollars it blew up to forty four hundred thousand, and they uh, went to went to court because the bum was trying to sue them. That whole thing, I'm, I'm sure people if they didn't hear us talk about it, are familiar with. It's the It's so ripped
1: from the recent news that it's still ongoing, yes. hot and it's fresh. And then done. there
0: was new developments, so we brought it back up with the new developments. And then we decided that whole thing sounds like a very funny idea for a movie. It writes itself. It is a movie.
1: So we spent a little time researching the story so far just to kind of get that original uh, angle, the first take on it. And it was funny. We spent a couple hours, and I feel like we kind of went in a much different direction than we originally thought, which was to kind of stick tightly to the actual events mm-hmm. and we fairly quickly recognized
0: I think we've, what we did was we, so so far we've just gone through and kind of laid out a loose plot yeah. and what we want to do with this segment is slowly write this movie section by section and then come to you guys on air and read it to you so you can hear this, this ridiculous thing I think that would be a lot of fun to hear yeah. and then if you have any ideas or anything or directions you think it should go or comments RoadsodaMail at, at gmail dot com. So we're gonna call it Go Fund Yourself, right? But yes. there was certain certain aspects to the real story where you needed to have an action or something happened to give reason to certain things that they were doing. So if you just made if you just made like a documentary, there's a lot of you need like that story arc the the arc of the story, and the, so you have to add some a couple things. The core, in the, the core, of.
1: the kernel they call it in computers. Isaiah, oh, do they? I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> they call it the law and order principle you have to take something from the headlines and then rip the edges off a little bit so it fits in with what you got going on otherwise
0: make it sing baby make
1: it make it work so where are we so let's, let's uh,
0: what, what do you got you so, wrote a lot of notes here so yeah like- I
1: wrote some notes after our conversation I said that here's the plot summary the guy and the girl I don't even think we're married to the names but Mark D'Amico and Kate McClure that's their real names that's the real names of the couple uh, they're nine to five people that are also pretty severe gamblers. I think that is definitely going to be in the final product of a heavy Element.
0: Heavy Element, a whole thing, is going to be gambling and the reason and the drive yeah. and the,
1: the reason why everything even happens because... Uh, I, I almost have, think the gambling thing, I think in final, like if we get to a point where we get a script going, I think we maybe went a little too heavy with the gambling because it comes up in several different ways. Like it's it's a cause for a couple of the plot twists and it's kind of the main drive for a lot of it, and... Is that... How is that a... Do you think it's a problem? I don't know. I, I
0: don't mean, know if it is. We
1: might just have to peel it back a little we'll bit and come up with to, something else instead yeah. of that. But So what we got right now, if you remember, is that they're spending a lot of time at these casinos, they play cards, all the different games of chance, and they bet on sports. Mm-hmm. We added, for a Poetic License, that they love the Philadelphia Eagles, because the Eagles have This not, whole
0: thing takes place in Philadelphia.
1: whole thing takes place in Philadelphia, and the actual setting is like last fall mm-hmm. and the Eagles won the Super Bowl last year so they had a really good fall winter and we think for gamblers in Philadelphia that are watching the Eagles that are never going to win
0: again win And they can, right? now they'll have a movie of it and they now watch it every time
1: well you know in the in the arc of their lives it would be something that would be it's, it's almost, a, it's it's almost like the Saints, Saints
0: winning twice you know
1: it could happen. <laughs> so then, now, we also... And this was a twist that we threw at the end. I, you came up with it, and I like it. I think we should definitely go with it. They did, they wanted to get married.
0: Yeah, they're engaged.
1: Kate has, like, an idea about how much she... This whole thing's going to cost. And Mark wants to make her happy. But they're kind of broke. And they do live in a, a trailer or, like, an outstructure or, like, a small place behind... Kate's mom's house in Rio Oh really? Lake. Yeah
0: Okay I never saw that because anytime well, I saw them t- Well how
1: I learned about that is there's a recent story right now where she is trying to evict him the mother is trying to evict Mark probably because of the bad press she's like I don't want those people on my. Pro- I want to get them off so I'm not having Fox News cameras drive by my house right. or knock on my door so she's trying to evict him and he's like he just went to court like last week can
0: evict someone in the winter?
1: Well he just is like I don't know what his contention was but he somehow like they got like a continue. he's just having his lawyer He stretching it out so it doesn't get... He's gambling, man. He, uh... The thing I saw showed that he was taking an Uber back to the place where the whole case was him getting evicted from, and there was, like, a newspaper guy for, I mean, a TV guy for a Philadelphia thing right in his fucking face. So he was the guy standing, like, in front of traffic going, here's the story I'm here to tell you. It's about Mark D'Amico getting Mm -hmm. evicted, and he's throwing out all these things. Like, I'm working this fucking angle. I was in his bushes... I knocked over his trash cans. There wasn't even anything in there. I just His wanted, cat was meowing too Lord. loud. I killed it. No, he was being super intrusive. And so the guy, after the court thing is done, is standing waiting for his Uber. This guy, Mark D'Amico. And the reporter's right in his face like, what's going on in the story? You going to tell me something? You stole the money, didn't you? But you right. knew it was bullshit. And the guy's like, no comment, no comment. And he was like, I'm sticking the mic in your, in your face ten times. He was all over him until the guy got into his Uber. Right and it was an older guy too I was like dude that's very difficult that's your job at 60 He's he's to get in people's face because after this story the next story is guy beats up his mother he's way out in front of the courthouse love of the game
0: love of the game hard hitting man so yeah so that's how uh, uh, how we built it up is their she's got this extravagant Marriage idea. idea. And even if it's not extravagant, if they're in a trailer... This
1: also, by the way, Fox, would work as The Wedding Singer 2 or 3 if a, a 2 has already been made.
0: We're not attached to the go no. fund yourself
1: name. <laughs> we <could totally laughs> we're not married be... to any outcomes at this stage. We're very pliable.
0: Yes. And uh, so, yes, having them be engaged and say, oh, we're going to get married. I'm going to make sure we have a lot of money for whatever marriage plans we have.
1: And then one or both of them is okay with or does something, it could be him doing it without her knowledge, or both of them in cahoots, do something gambling related, like put a bunch of money on something on a sure thing. On a sure thing, mm-hmm. thinking that now they're gonna be able to pay for this whole thing. And I think it could be good if both of them did it, because I think this was our tie-in. So they lose the bet, both of them were in on it together. They said, let's you go to this casino and do this, they'll give you a little bit of spread. Mm-hmm. So you won't have to show the money. And they'll let us do it and I'll go to another casino. And then we'll be able to double our risk. Right. Because we're going to win anyway. It's a sure thing. And then when they lose, it gets back to like the local gambling le- leaders. The mafia. Mafia guy, right? He owns both. And he's like, these people are a couple. Now they owe me, I think 10000 would be a good number to start because it's going to very quickly move into the impetus of this $10,000 mm-hmm. uh, GoFundMe campaign. But so he finds out and he's like, what the hell? Go, you know, kill them. They already did something before. They already owe me some money. Yeah, like they know who they are already. Yeah, these people are total I'll deadbeat Mark DeMarco again. Dude, yep.
0: Mark D'Amico again. I've yeah, this, this bum always mm-hmm. me money every week. Now he owes ten grand. So the
1: mob sends out a guy. He gets both of them. We figure out some scenario where like they're just about to get killed. And, and up
0: the- to this point, what we have to do in the film is also start introducing their their relationship to the bum. To Johnny Bobbitt. Yeah, we have to. You're right. At this point, we have already had to show. We show them like the going into the, the casino, and they know him. Oh, hey, Johnny. They already know him first name, and like you see a little bit of his life living out there, and they're yes. they're just friendly to him or to to the to, to the couple. He might be like a good luck charm. Like if he's out there and they give him a buck, they go inside, they win twenty. Happens every time. I think that's a no.
1: So that's one of the points where I was like, are we hitting it too gamble sensitive, like too gamble heavy? Because at every turn, you're like, what's his horoscope? He's a gambler. How old is he? A gambler, gambly six. I said, I just <laughs> but I still like that angle too. We'll, I mean, we'll we'll phase some of them in and out because uh, maybe that was a, soft no. a soft no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that was. So the reason we had to have already brought Johnny Bobbitt up is because they're just about to get killed, and then Mark goes, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! I know how we can get our money back." And they're like, "What? Another gambler thing? No, 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 no! This is the one turn of the movie yeah, that's they're... not going to be gamble focused I am gambly six. And I am a gamble right. tourist, but this is different. We're going to start a fake GoFundMe for this homeless guy. We're going to get the money, and we're going to go over the 10, and we're going to give all the money back to Fat Tony, and then you're going to get a chunk, right. too, because, hey, we want to... And the guy goes, I don't know, let me think about it That He doesn't kill him. Mm-hmm. They go start the GoFundMe. They don't tell the homeless guy, obviously, because they have no intention of giving him the money. No, no, they now have an extra level of difficulty because they're going to start up. it and hide it from him. He finds out, we could make that funny, like another homeless guy will like, be staring at TVs to an outside place with right. no finger gloves. Mm-hmm. It's really freezing in September. Just having to watch those, watch them. He's got to get his news, man. Somehow. And he goes, holy crap, Johnny Bobbitt, you're kind rich. And he goes, guy. what are you talking about? I'm laying here in my own filth. And he goes, no, 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 come here, look at the... W-. And then it, the cat's out of the bag. And now, all these things are happening. And in reality, we don't know what happened with the money, but it seems like the papers are trying to tell us they piss the money away gambling and just going. They and piss doing it off stuff. And, and just spending it,
0: just flat out spending. it. They, they give a small him a percentage of, of money to, him. and so that will be the whole. That will be the whole rest of it, and then um, you know they'll be able to. They they do pay the mob off. They pay the mob off. Pay bo- mob, but then the mob wants a little extra.
1: Or I was going to say the guy that was going to shoot him wants a little extra maybe because they gave the money up go- and he wouldn't give it to him. He maybe the guy like the guy that's going to shoot him, him, him wants to keep it all. Right, and, and he doesn't they're not going to know he's ripping Fat Tony off he's not expecting any money so now they're like son of a bitch we did every, we overcame this huge obstacle and won and the guy's still screwing us now we gotta do something to get the money back and they somehow now it turns into a double cross movie so the whole cast switches over like Transformers that noise All right. now it's a they're like the Expendables so you got Stallone you got Rambo and they devise a plan to go get the mobster.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I, and and then there there has to be somewhere in there where they do get arrested. They do get in trouble because Johnny Bobbitt wants his cut. And then it brings
1: them all yes, to court. Yes, the other
0: angle and besides the, the mob. Yeah, right. And their whole thing... And most of this is true. You know, all the money was spent. They didn't have anything. They're cuffed. They're going to jail for a certain amount of time.
1: By March and, of the fall... They opened the thing in November... By December they're up to four hundred grand. And it gets stopped,
0: and then they're spent by March. Yeah, <laughs> March
1: tenth, she sends him a text saying, "I can't believe we're down to the last ten friggin' thousand. So that's a really that's, interesting arc. That's There's some cool shit happening. Some hardcore
0: spending, and I think that's that'll like be
1: shopper mark shop. What's that show? Uh, supermarket shopping spree, right? For like five months,
0: <laughs> and that's what we'll show a montage of just like Vegas trips and fucking fun, <laughs> yeah. and it'll be and uh, but so at the very end. There has to be where uh, Mark, then to his wife, she's so sad, she's depressed, They have now they have no money, they're going to jail, she wants to get married, and he slips her a winning ticket for a certain amount of money that he placed on, let's say... At a
1: critical juncture in the movie when we thought everything went further south than it had and he pulled it out, but he was actually making the... Somehow he got the money when it was in question or we thought it was lost. Right. And then we find out, bam, not only did he find this big stash of money, money, but he doubled up on the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. And they did. And, and he they still did. has that winning ticket that he can cash in. Forever no. pitching in this movie to be tied to 2017. That's one option. The other one is, I suggested, he berates her asking her if she ordered the Code Red so many times. She admits that she did order the Code Red, and then she gets court-martialed, and he gets away with the other girl who is... Uh, like there could be a solid option. Code Red Soda? No. <laughs> did I'm you take, order the Code Red Soda? T- you know this
0: restaurant doesn't have Code Red Soda. No you, restaurant. I'm, had, I'm okay. taking
1: it. Did you, are you playing along with me or did you see that movie? Do you know what movie I'm talking about? I don't. That's the ending of a very big movie. Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore, A Few mm-hmm. Good Men.
0: Right. And so they ordered out a Code Red.
1: The whole point of the movie is a guy in the military is convicted of hazing to the point where these, this guy dies. And he was kind of like a weak recruit and da, 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 all these Marines are getting court-martialed for like hazing him to death. Demi Moore and Tom Cruise are like the people that the defense team for the Marines trying to get him off. But they're trying to find out what happened. Anyway, Jack Nicholson runs the whole thing and they're like, hey, you know, we think you guys are like implicitly doing, allowing them to do this hazing stuff that got, got the guy killed. So you're kind of by fault. And he's like, the fuck are you talking? You know, the whole movie he's like, People do what they do. This guy was just a pussy, whatever. And at the end, Tom Cruise is like, did you order it? Did you order it? Are you the right, guy right. that did it? He's like, I, you know, they're like, he's going to just admit it in court. But he gets under his skin and he goes, yeah, you goddamn right. I ordered the cool red. And then he, and he makes goes off this, with the other girl? No, he does this big speech and then he gets court-martialed. He's like a fucking general or something.
0: So Anybody that
1: saw so he he goes off, men with, would love that other ending because it was perfect. So he goes off with Johnny Bobbitt. He runs off with Johnny Bobbitt. Right, the two of them. Under a bridge in Philadelphia. I think so far we have a really good start to the plot. I think plot. we do. I think we do, and I think it'll work The end a lot is always it, something that has to happen organically. You've right. got to kind of write three quarters of it and then figure out what the end game is. You know, is. from all the scripts we've written, we know that. And well, so, yeah.
0: uh, when we will, I think this is going to be a really fun thing that we do. And uh, however we do it, however we decide to do it, whether uh, Greg might write one week a couple pages, and then I might, and I think we should really keep it that small. Because if we're going to be like, all right, ten pages on fucking Friday, that's going to be we're going to go crazy. And plus, you know, I don't know how entertaining it could be for us to read ten pages of script on air, you know. So let's just keep it to like two pages. If someone writes a little bit more, you know, we can just gonna, give a
1: synopsis too, you know. Yeah,
0: we can just give a synopsis. So let's let that's what we should do. We should uh, we'll each write, or or we can both write at the same time, come together and and compare notes and give and take from our script. But I think right from the beginning we might. Immediately peel off with two separate beginnings, you know. So, uh, I think let's do it, man. Let's workshop this whole thing and let's bring everybody in on it. And,
1: uh, I think I'm, it'll I'm be a fun project. I'm thinking of dictating mine and code to Fortran to see what For, they can Fortran. <laughs> I've
0: heard, have you heard, <laughs> Becky, have you heard of this Fortran shit? <laughs> They're fucking with Shia LaBeouf. You gotta hear this
1: i want to see what 4chan in my collaboration comes back with on my side i think it can be compelling
0: i think it'll be compelling at least yeah (laughs) everybody thank you for uh you're good thank you for (laughs) thank you for (laughs) joining us for another road soda we hope you come back next week and every week after we always love to hear from you we love that you listen whoever you are we got a we got uh, Pick and Flick Likes to Listen, Jeff and Nellie. They're Eagles fans. They're really going to like this movie. Jeff and Nellie are Eagles fans? Philly, straight out of Philly. Congratulations. Or, that was a hell of
1: a season. Jeff is straight out of Philly. Oh, Jeff. Nellie probably doesn't he care may, about football. Yeah, I'm guys. stereotyping.
0: <laughs> because she's from Florida? I mean, <laughs> so... she's from Florida. <laughs> from Miami. So, uh, yeah, Jeff, Nellie,
1: and... Uh, Pick and flick. Grant. Grant. Of course, Grant is... uh, Imagine a Bears fan, if a football guy at all.
0: You think so? I think so. Hey, Grant, are you a... Imagine a Bears fan. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful week, and uh, have a good one.
1: Thanks for coming out.